our shared human experience is based on dualities. There's good and evil, masculine and feminine, love and indifference, light and dark, angels and monsters. It's our natural tendency to want to choose one of these dualities over the other, when in reality, we are all a spectrum. All of our manifestations are here to serve us and inform us, even our deepest, darkest monsters. We need all aspects of ourselves to make the most of our experiences and live to our fullest potential. That includes our lightness and our darkness. It's about time we face our monsters and hear what they have to say. They may very well hold the secret to our greatest individual gifts and unlock our latent superpowers. Welcome, my lovely human, to the Naked Rain Experience. I hope you had a good week, despite all of the craziness going on in the world. You know, I'm still looking out for those meth gators. I know they were a thing a little while back, but I don't know what's going on anymore. Who knows what's going on anymore? That's why we're in this together. Today, I've got a real treat for you. I'm talking to Spencer Burnett, the creator of Flow State, an entire program designed to reveal the conscious creator inside all of us. We're talking everything from time management all the way to angels and monsters. I can't wait. It's going to be good. I'm Stan Rain. I'm a healer, men's personal development coach and training, martial artist, lover of old fashions, and your podcast host. On Instagram, we're at Naked Rain Experience. Or you can hang out with the real me on Instagram, at Stan, the old-fashioned man. We're, of course, also on Facebook. We have a page and our community group. The links are down in the show notes below. I want to see you there. This podcast is all about personal discovery and personal development. How? By getting naked, of course. Get your mind out of the gutter. I'm talking about naked on the soul level. Bearing our soul. Opening our hearts. Freeing your mind. My intention is to help you rediscover the real you by documenting my journey of rediscovering the real me, shedding the masks, shedding the disguises, and dropping the baggage I've picked up and accumulated over the course of my lifetime, stripping down and getting rid of all of that, that kind of naked, exposing the actual being of light beyond the human condition. And I do this by talking with people who are doing the things I want to do, or who just see the world through a damned fascinating lens, and I get to pick their delicious brains. So, let's get uncomfortable, let's get messy, and let's engage our minds and our hearts by asking some seriously deep questions. Let's shine our lights together and help others lost in this thunderstorm we call life find their way to. The Naked Rain Experience is recorded at Rain Soundworks Recording Studio. Come with me now. And let's reveal our universe possibilities. I appreciate you. Okay, so I'm really excited today sharing this podcast with you. It's my first interview with someone who isn't my mentor. <laughs> so I'm excited and a little nervous, but um, I really want you to get to know Spencer. He's going to help me wrap my brain around something that's incredibly important for my development as a practicing life coach and as an entrepreneur. It's something that a lot of us are guilty of mismanaging, wasting, or just straight up getting overwhelmed when it comes time to produce our gifts, and that something is time. As human beings, time is absolutely our most precious commodity. Time is the one thing once spent can't be taken back. We can always get more money. We can always replace a broken wine glass. We can always get back that whatever in the material world around us. However, time will always march forever forward. Sidebar, anyone who wants to talk temporal mechanics and relativistic principles and all that stuff, that's a whole other podcast. I'm so guilty of mismanaging my time. 
I'm the king of the kingdom of procrastination. I've got jackets. I'm going to sell them on the merch store. And it sucks. Because the more things I get involved with, the more shit I pack onto my plate. And the more overwhelmed I become when everything is due on the same damn day. Mismanagement of my time has led to numerous bad habits that have tanked my integrity. From early childhood, I learned it was okay to be routinely late for everything. That imprinted on me in the first grade. Sorry, Miss Miller. I always waited to the last second to start my homework and therefore usually never turned it in. And all these bad habits, all this breaks in my integrity, followed me right into adulthood. Decades later, I still wait until the last possible nanosecond to do what I need to do, aka show notes for this podcast, and it often bites me in the ass because I'm then late for meetings or karate class, and I have to ask for extensions on time-sensitive projects, or I just don't deliver them at all. I turn my back on the people who trusted me the most to do the job that I promised them to do, and I run away altogether, and that's not cool. And I can't apologize enough to those people I abandoned who depended on me. Of course, there are reasons for that procrastination. There are deep issues that I'm personally uncovering to restore the faith and trust in myself and to restore my integrity to the highest good. But I've got a lot to learn and a long road ahead of me. On that road, I happened upon a young bearded man with a cool man bun who just popped up on my Facebook feed. He then proceeded to call me out on every instance of my procrastinating shenanigans. I joined him on one of his open webinars, and I was floored by some of the lessons and topics he covered, all revolving around being able to build my dream by being a badass of time management and knowing specifically what I want. He is the creator of a system called Flow State, and from what I've been told, he's refining it even further to become an even more effective learning tool to manage time and keep integrity. Thank you, Samurai Spencer Burnett, for joining me on this still very new podcast. Dude, your intro was insane. <laughs> you just told the story, the the inner story that whether we acknowledge as articulate, articulately as you did, every entrepreneur's struggle. Mm. Like that is the struggle of every entrepreneur. And the, your approach to observing and addressing like what is, mm. is the genesis of personal development. Mm. The GPS can't tell you where to go until it knows where your location is. Right. And the more articulate you can and precise you can uh, to you know see that and then say that, the more potential you have for greatness really quickly. Mm. And that was it was a work of art, <laughs> my friend. Oh man, thank you so much. That's uh, uh, I'm still very still very new to this whole podcasting thing, and it, it's my baby. So I'm just nervous. Every time I get behind the microphone and share it with uh, my listener, share it with the people who I interview, and um, and I, I really appreciate you being a part of my personal journey to uh, to really find myself, to be better, and to give insights to my listeners so that they can also be better. Ah, oh, dude, if this is what comes of you being nervous, I highly want to encourage you to be as nervous as often <laughs> as possible. <laughs> you need to you need to hunt down nervousness and, and and chase it because nervousness is not a monster. You've made you've made nervousness your lady. Holy sh oh, I'm able to swear. Holy shit, dude. Oh yeah, you can swear. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, so good, man. Wow. It's great. It's it's great to be here. It's it's an honor. This is the last appointment I have of the entire week, and there is no place I'd rather be than jamming on some uh, you know magical shit with you. Oh man, Spencer Burnett, Stan Rain. Oh man, I love the sound <laughs> of that man. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> well, yeah, and thank you very much. And as as of this recording, we are heading into Fourth of July weekend. 
And um, I don't really have much of uh, anything planned because of, uh, you know what, keeping us all indoors. But I just hope uh, uh, everyone is safe. I hope you had a safe holiday. And uh, Spencer, uh, I hope you have uh, something something fun and plan to relax. And I'm going to edit the hell out of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I lost presence for a second, but that's okay. Not a problem at all, man. I, I, I suggest not editing it. <laughs> because he, he, here's here's the thing, man. Like the 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 polished creations of like movies and stuff is so 1990s, man. Mm. It, like polish and perfection has been done. What people resonate with is like being real. Mm. They 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 want something raw. That people are craving intimacy, and and in in a world where technology allows us to be connected but not intimate. The, we're starting to notice that as a society. Mm. And so you're seeing them, people just craving that intimacy. There was a, there was a live that I did in my flow state Facebook group mm-hmm. where I was talking about relationship to time and how important it is to be precise with your time mm-hmm. and, uh, and precise with the way that you, that you work throughout your day. And I was telling a story about Cameron and how I gave him the bookmarks that are in the flow state program. And he, and he told me that his overwhelm dropped by 25% instantly because he was able to quickly find his stuff. While I'm in the middle of, of talking about this, I look at the clock and it was four Oh six. I was six minutes late for my appointment because (laughs) in the middle of me speaking to my, my, about integrity and time to this group. So I am, I'm supposed to be on this marketing call with Mm -hmm. my copywriter and the junior copywriter and we go live or we, or we, we get on the zoom call and Mm -hmm. immediately I go live in the Facebook group and I labeled it. Here's how you gracefully, you know, (laughs) screw up is how you great. This is, this is how a boss screws up. Wow. And and I, I came in, I was like, Hey guys, thank you so much for your patience. I, uh, like I, I was totally late. It's a funny story. And, and I, I told the story and I said, so in the future, I'll be sure that I schedule my posts and I'm more mindful of the time so I can be an in integrity of showing up on time and mm. making sure we get all of our work done. So they're like, all right, thanks. I'm like, all right, do you guys feel complete on this? Yeah. And I streamed that conversation to Facebook. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Of, of me apologizing to my team. Dude. And, 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 and this, and this is, this is what I'm saying, man. Like <clears throat> people want People want to see a flawed human being. Mm. I, I share my struggles with one of the things that I do differently than a lot of coaches is like, I let them into my life. Mm. I, I let them know that, you know, I like my family is having some health issues and it's, it's taking up my weekends. I let them know that I'm like, I'm crazy exhausted and I, and I, and I need more support. And then I also let them know, here's what I'm doing about that. Hmm. If you, if you think that you're going to learn from me by observing my mastery, wait till you see me screw up because that's <laughs> where the real lessons are. And what that does is it creates a community of people that are open to being vulnerable and taking a look at the things that, that, that are a little shameful or, or hurtful or painful hmm. and be able to look at them objectively and show others and say, Hey, you see what I'm talking about here? What do you think? And then when you get multiple perspectives from people, from different angles, mm-hmm. you then can see your circumstance from a multi-dimensional view mm. without the cloud of shame and, and, and hiding. And when you, when you have an environment like that and you've got, the, the, you know, you've got precise language to keep the communication clear, mm-hmm. you've got an action plan to make sure that you're, all of the chaotic thoughts of the tasks and things that you need to do are in a prioritized uh, linear list. So all you got to do is just show up and, and, and do things. Mm-hmm. Your creative power goes towards whatever your gift is. When, whenever you've you know managed, when you whenever you've managed all of those things. Mm. So back to the original point, I don't think you should edit, edit this, man. <laughs> you just it's, gave me a nugget little. right here, man. Uh, <laughs> and you're absolutely right. Uh, I don't. I personally don't resonate with the whole idea of human perfection, like that nobody makes mistakes. And there are two things that I've learned in this lifetime is that number one, everything changes. Nothing ever stays the same. And number two, everybody screws up. Everybody. Yeah. I got to own that. So, yeah. uh, 
There we go. <laughs> I, I will keep that. In. And I got to also give you props. You got some balls to stream that apology directly into the Facebook group and say, all right, well, here's the mistake I made. And here's what you do in order to come out of that mistake and to make good on your integrity. That's really cool. Yeah. Everyone shows us how to be perfect. All those answers are on Google, bro. <laughs> all of them are on Google. But, but to watch someone navigate through through the emotions of shame, mm-hmm. who can't do that for you? Mm-hmm. And 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 most most coaches have have this desire to be a guru and be and seem untouchable uh, because it's good for branding, mm. right? Yeah. But my priorities are are you know impact, workflow, cash flow, impact, workflow, workflow, cash flow. Yep. Okay. And, to, and to have impact, they need to be seen in order for them to feel safe to be seen. They got to feel like they see you. Mm. So that's like where it all starts. Yeah. 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 Right on. Um, in the men's group, in my coach training that I'm doing right now, it's a very, it, they're instilling the same thing in me. The very, it's important to show vulnerability and it's not a tactic. It's not trying to build some kind of fake rapport in order to get someone to trust you. It's just how we connect as human beings. It's I see you, you see me, and we can connect and trust each other, which that's a genuine thing. And then we can be honest with ourselves and do some real good deep work. And I forget that in this particular medium, having a podcast and wanting to have this platform, I forget that I can't lose my humanity. I can't lose that touch. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Thank, thank you for that nugget right there. So speaking a little bit of vulnerability, uh, you, well, you've mentioned a few key buzzwords that I want to get into in a second, like precise language, for example. But before mm-hmm. we get there, I want to know a little bit more about Spency, where he came <laughs> from, like how you came to, you know, from growing up, like you, you heard how I grew up with a lot mm-hmm. of uh, bad habits, but how you ended up running a company of, uh, of a lot of people. Yeah, like uh, and you're now. How many? About thirty. Thirty. Yeah, I've o- I've only managed a group of uh, of two people in my lifetime, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even imagine. So, like, how did you? So, how did you get started? And how is it like right now? Yeah. So I uh, kind of like how I got my superpowers mm. uh, is you know follows the the typical like hero story. I always uh, I always share with people. Have, have you seen Deadpool? I have not seen Deadpool. Sorry, uh, I, the emails are going to come. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the gist. Basically, dude's dying, and then they give him this serum, and, and then they torture him. And they say, this serum is, is going to give you superpowers in direct proportion to the amount of torture that we put on you. Mm. And that, that, is it, that is so true of people's superpowers. Your gift is in direct proportion to the bullshit that you're willing to deal with in your life and take responsibility for. When I was four months old, I had uh, my first fever mm. and it was, uh, and then the next month I got another one and the next month I got another one, just a, a little baby, you know, boiling at 104, 105 oh. degrees. And, uh, when I was 10 months old, I was diagnosed with periodic fever syndrome. Essentially it's mono on steroids. Like when you get a headache, you know, when you get a fever, you get a headache, swollen glands, body aches. It was like that times three as a baby as, as a baby wow. all the way until I was 30. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you literally do have superpowers now. <laughs> so my, I, so I, wow. so my, uh, so I'm not college educated. I don't have any type of certifications. I've never had a mindset mentor. I've, uh, I, I read on like a seventh grade level. Uh, I haven't really read any books. Uh, everything that I have uh, that I have um, come across and discovered has been simply through through that discovery, mm. discovering uh, things through my through my experiences. I also grew up with two incredible, brilliant parents mm. in 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 two very different ways. And going through the medical system, my mom was open to all types of things. I mean, I slept in a three thousand dollar magnetic bed in nineteen ninety one. Like I I had uh, I had an entire church, like four hundred people, put their hands on me and pray. I had been to homeopathists, uh, you know, Indian medicine doctors, Chinese herbal uh, doctors, uh, acupuncture, acupressure, at you know. Wow. Uh, oxygen, oxygen therapy. I mean, I'm talking, you know, children's hospitals studies. I was the 14th person diagnosed with this when Ever? I was eight years. Yeah. Wow. 
Okay. There's, there's more, there's more now, uh, to move ahead uh, or to, before I move ahead, mm-hmm. a, a very important turning point happened when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. My mom brought me to a, a clinical psychologist. They were doing a study on guided imagery for children for pain management. And essentially I was taught NLP. I was taught on, on how to use my mind to manage my pain. And at, I didn't realize it at that time, but what I was actually learning that my internal world was more real than my external experience. Hmm. And, and that's the secret to conscious creation. That's mm-hmm. the frame that you need to operate under to bring, to impose onto the world what's inside of your mind. To and, literally make your own reality. Yeah. And, and think about it, bro. At eight years old, just like a, a, a little kid, mm-hmm. my brain could do what all collective Eastern and Western medicine could not do. That's power. Dude. When you have that type of evidence that you are that powerful, it, it changes you. Mm. And, uh, and, and so throughout my, throughout my life, I, uh, you know, I was a, a different learner. My parents sent me to, you know, I, I went to the um, Art Institute of Chicago for a number of years as a child, like just learning how to think differently mm-hmm. and, uh, and stuff like that. And um, I started professionally uh, as a fitness coach at 16, and I've been coaching ever since. And in that time, I was a dating and sex expert teaching seduction and foreplay in-, uh, in uh, What? A, at 16? For a year and a half, dude, I was teaching- Four play workshops for women. Wow! I w- I was sponsored by Grey Goose. <laughs> I was sponsored by hotels. I was like I we threw it like like just kick a kick ass like high class bachelorette party. It was amazing. Huh. I might be um, in the wrong career. Jeez. <laughs> uh, there there there's actually a book written on me uh, about being a sex expert. Uh, a, a girl, one of my ex girlfriends who was a writer, uh, wrote a biography of our love story. It's called Dating Chase Walker. Uh, okay. So on, on, on Amazon. <laughs> and I, and I'm telling you may so or may I, not be in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't read the whole thing and I, it's a little passion project of mine. I want to read it for the first time live as a video podcast because, <laughs> <laughs> cause it's dirty, bro, but I digress. Mm. Um, I, I got into, I got into building systems and, uh, and doing uh, business consulting there. I got into consulting for sales, uh, I got in, into consulting for the the coaching business, and the there were certain elements of success where I was able to rebrand myself constantly and succeed in all of these th- these areas. I've bu- I've built multiple six figure companies in my life. I've helped companies scale from six to seven figures. Mm. I've built you know intelligent CRMs from scratch with a coder and a designer to reverse engineer the way a company works, so the whole thing runs the company inside and out. So. I took all of that experience and knowledge and turned it into a and turned it into a way of thinking, a way of sorting out your thoughts, a way of managing your relationship to time, task, and priority, mm. and uh, essentially a machine that connects that that essentially acts as a bridge to uh, connect you from your potential to your outcome. Okay. And, and so you need you need you need a, a solid mindset for that. You need a proper a strategy for that, and you need a proper workflow for that. When all of that's going silky smooth, your ability to create um, becomes almost effortless. Wow! And you make it sound like so simple. As someone who struggled with a lifetime, I mean, I'm almost forty, and I'm still struggling with taking this podcast being the prime example, taking that idea from my head, from my heart, and putting it out, actually creating that thing for consumption and to continually do that. Of course, as I continue to do it more and more, it'll get easier and easier, but dude, it's freaking hard to, especially to take a new idea, to take something new and to get it out there. Oh yeah, dude, it's crazy hard, but there's a difference between hard and complicated. Mm. Like we, we take hard and we add a complication. Like it doesn't have to be that way, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, I mean, man. it's certainly an option, but like you, you don't got to live that way. It, 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 it is simple. Mm. It, it is simple. Dude, think about it. 
all of the steps that you need to take for a successful podcast, you can search in Google and get the answer from multiple people, Mm -hmm. more than you could ever consume. So the how-to is out there. Mm. So it, or, or, or what to do is out there, I should say, Right. but how to, and then to how to get yourself to do the how to <laughs> now we're playing, we're playing a different game. Mm. And so when th- that's why in our program, we start out with environment setup preparation. Mm. Then we go into task scheduling. Then we go into execution. Then we go into mindset. Because mm. a lot of the things that you think are mindset issues are merely just organizational issues. But because you're so overwhelmed and you can't sort yourself out, mm. you, you assume that it's mindset. So then you go you know, blow 10 grand on a mindset coach that makes you feel better. But at the end of the day, your life's still the same. Mm. So not bashing life, you know, you know, uh, uh, mindset coaches, but what I'm saying is growth has a sequence to it, mm-hmm. you know? And you got to follow that. You got to follow that sequence. I've got to say, after your webinars, some of the free things that you gave out, your uh, Trello board, um, which helps with the organizational part of just getting your ideas all in one place so that you can actually see it and then you can move them around and for and it forces you to put them into the category so that you can manage them better mm-hmm. between that and getting me to really take advantage of my Google Calendar because Google Calendar is an incredibly powerful piece of, uh, it's an incredibly powerful tool that I have not been using. And it was so hilarious when you mentioned that people like to look at having a white calendar, nothing in it, and they're at peace with that. And But no, that's just, you're an ostrich with your head in the sand. You're not managing anything. And so the little things that I did Um, and I will tell you that it's been a direct help in getting me to where I am right now because I busted out the Trello board, figured it out, and I worked it to the way that's working for me right now to just kind of piece everything together, how long it takes, put them, uh, uh, put them in the scheduling area. And once I do that, that means that I put it on my calendar. And once it's on my calendar, I'm much more actually inclined to do it. And once I really open up my day, playing that uh, game of Tetris, just fitting in all the things every day. It was kind of a turning point for me to see what's actually possible with managing my time. Because suddenly I'm like, oh, wait, I do have a lot of shit to do, but it's a little bit less overwhelming now because I can actually find the time that I thought I never had. And your entire system seems to be built on doing that like on steroids to the point where it just works almost automatically so that you almost never get overwhelmed. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. So there's a, there is a confusion with overwhelm. Mm -hmm. People think that they're overwhelmed because there, there are so many tasks that they need to do. And so if you listen to the language in that, why are you overwhelmed? There are so many things I need to do. So when by the, by definition of that sentence, the solution to that is to finish those tasks, right? Mm. And so brain says I'm overwhelmed. Then it, it, the brain says, what do I do to get not overwhelmed, finish tasks. And then when those tasks aren't finished, you're still overwhelmed. Mm. So when you're overwhelmed, what alleviates the brain is not finishing the task. That's mm-hmm. where people get confused. Mm-hmm. What alleviates the brain is accounting for the thought, accounting for the task. Yes. So yes. this, and so we use this mechanism all the time. It's called procrastination. <laughs> I got, oh, I got, I got something to do on Friday. Oh my gosh, I'm stressing over it, stressing over it. And then you're like, eh, I'll do it Monday. And it's like magic, bro. Like you, <laughs> you feel instantly better. It's so great. I, I, I love it. It's, it's. It feels so good. That's why we're all mm. addicted to, a, to procrastination. Mm. What you're actually addicted to objectively, because we demonize procrastination, mm. but when, when, and procrastination is a void because you're always doing something. So what is it about procrastination that actually could work for you? Well, if procrastination is simply accounting for your thoughts into the future, then do that in an organized way where it actually gets done. It, huh. and, and so, and so the thing, and so the thing is, that's why when you do the action planning within an hour of doing it, that 
dreaded feeling that you feel at the beginning of the day when you're like, oh shit, there's so much to do. And at the end of the day, it's like, oh, I worked so hard, but I've got more things to do. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> like, like that, that goes away. I can, hmm. I can, you can ask me any question about any task and, uh, and ask me when it's, when it's going to get done. You can ask me any question about any task and, and ask me when was it done? And it's super clean. Like I, I can answer those questions in 10 seconds. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I'm short circuiting because I don't think I can answer that question <laughs> with a lot of the stuff that I do. I, I have, uh, so I've got a, a group program called level up, which mm-hmm. we essentially take this flow state program and I've, uh, and I've built like support around it. It's awesome. Mm. One of the, one of, whenever my, uh, one of the members comes up to me and, and they're like, ah, I'm, I, I need some support. I'm like, okay, what, what's going on? Ah, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm like, well, show me your task list. Show me your calendar. And it's like empty. I'm like, well, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, how am I responsible for any of that, any, any of this here? What would you like me to do about you not doing what you committed doing, which you have evidence will reduce this overwhelm that you're talking about. Mm. So go do that. And once, once your thoughts are accounted for all of a sudden, the processing power of your mind, like the, the or pardon me, the, the activity of your mind reduces because that's what overwhelm is. It's just an overactive mind reduces. Mm-hmm. And now you've got a uh, mental emotional bandwidth. And now, now the question is, where do you want to put this newfound creative energy? And then you put it towards mm-hmm. the thing that you're actually gifted at. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, I mean, that's why we call it flow state, man, because that's what flow state is. People think that to get into flow, you got to activate your brain. It's actually the opposite. You need to shut off every part of your brain that isn't required for this task. So all of the processing power can go to that one part of the brain and just get in it. Mm. That's why when you're in flow state, everything else disappears, right? Yeah. Time seems to warp because those parts of your brain are, are shut off. So what if there was a way that you could activate flow state? Most of us try to like, once we're in it, we try to like ride the wave. <laughs> but what if you had command over the waves? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay. And, and, that, that's, what the, that's what the whole system is about. Instead of just waiting in the ocean, you have your own wave pool. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Okay. Yeah. Flow state is a, that's an interesting beast. I work uh, with audio production. I do a lot of that stuff. I've had my own pas- passion projects in the past. And I remember one school project that I worked on. Um, I took a Japanese television show and I dubbed it into English, and I did it as like a a genuine project. So as the project lead, I hired, quote unquote, uh, some of my classmates to be the talent, um, someone who spoke Japanese. We actually translated all the dialogue and, and wrote the script and everything. Um, I did the sound from scratch. So the soundscape is done completely from scratch, and I had it like a complete, a complete project of my own, and I was very, very proud of it. But I remember, and it took me a long time. It took me a solid few months to do. But I remember spending just countless hours just sitting in front of the computer, going to town, my creative juices are flowing, and losing all track of time. I would literally be sitting there for like eight, nine one time I was actually sitting in front of the computer for about 12 hours straight, just working on stuff. And I turned to the clock and I look and I'm like, what is, is this broken? What, what's going on here? And I always take that example when anyone, whenever I hear the term flow state, that's what I kind of imagine that to be. You're just so, and you're not distracted. You're not consuming something. You're spending all of your energy creating something, giving birth to something. And, um, I've been very rarely able to recreate recreate that at that particular part of my life, but at least I I have a reference point now of what that feels like. Mm. And so, your flow state system that's designed to get you to teach to teach me how to do that on command. Yeah, a- anyone, dude. There's there's two there's two elements that make the the human creator. And one, it, one is the gift, like your soul. Mm. And the other, the other is your machine, your body, your brain. Mm. Your brain is a, is a machine. 
Now it's unique because your soul is unique, but the machine is just it like it functions just like mine, right? Mm, it, yours just yes. has different settings to it. Sure. Yeah. So if if you if you know how to think, speak, and behave in a way that rewires the settings so you are more effective in creating your vision, whatever it is that you, that you're looking to create, then uh, then you've got the like you, you become a mechanic. That's why I refer to myself as a mind mechanic. Like it, it, it truly is like rewiring the way that you, the way that you solve problems. And what that does ultimately is it increases your creative power. Mm. And what I mean by power is power is on a spectrum. Power is measured in the time that it takes to, to create a result from a thought. Okay. So if, if I have a thought I want, I want to, uh, you know, I want to go to Los Angeles, mm -hmm. right? I think I, I think I did this in, in one of my lives. I want to go to Los Angeles. Well, you know, I book a ticket on Friday or on Friday, I'll probably book a ticket for Monday and then I'll take the 12 o'clock flight out. I'll be there by four o'clock. But if I got money and I got a private jet, I call the car, I go to the chopper, chopper to jet, jet takes me three hours to get to LA. I'm there in four hours because I have money. Mm. Now money is something that's really relatable to power because it makes sense to everybody. Mm -hmm. But money is not the only tool that you can use to to decrease the amount of time that it takes for you to have an intention to completion. Mm. Potential to outcome. Thought to result. And so what I've developed is a way to leverage your mind, your emotions, both both positive emotions and negative emotions. Mm how to use language so you're the most efficient you're most efficient and clear in the way that you communicate with yourself your team your your family with your own internal plan mm -hmm. and then a and then a system for you to take prioritized linear action towards executing those things and then when you've got all of that the only game that you're playing is an integrity game did you do what you committed to doing mm. for me to be successful in my day my calendar literally, ha literally has a time box. It's like, okay, do a deep work session, work out and shower, uh, meet with a copywriter, meet with the team. I look back at my day. I'm like, did you show up for that? Now, one of two, th it was one of two answers. Yes or no. Yes or no. Right? So over here, writing copy, if the answer was no, most people are like, all right, what's the punishment? You know, like <laughs> coaching programs like that. <laughs> Give money to a charity that you dislike, mm. right? It's like, it's like, uh, okay, you feel like you feel like crap. So um, now we're gonna make you feel more like crap. Mm. So so next time that you behave, like, okay, my approach is if you were supposed to write write an email at one o'clock and you look on there and you didn't. I wouldn't demonize you, bro. I would simply ask you a question. Say, Stan, what were you doing <laughs> at, at one o'clock? Because <laughs> it's on your calendar that you were going to you know, write this copy, write this email, whatever it was. What were you doing? Like physically, where were you? <laughs> what was your attention on? I want to know. I want to know. You're like, okay. I'm like, what happened? Mm. All right, here's what happened, Spence. What happened was, yeah, it, I, I, I was, I was, I was writing it, and then I got a notification for an email. I clicked on notification, and then I got this email. It sent me to Facebook, and then I got sucked into the oh, you know, whirlwind. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so, Guilty and then, like, that. I kept thinking about, and like, I, I was open to the to the distraction because, like, I didn't know where to start and and all that. So, okay, man. So, what do you want to do? I want to get back in integrity, Spence. All right, cool. So what, when do you want to do that copy? I'm going to do that copy uh, at six o'clock tonight. Awesome. So since what got in your way before was you had this internal struggle and then this notification pop, but what I want you to do, dude, shut off your notifications. Like anytime that you've mm. got to do something important, shut off your notifications. Well, guess what, man? If that's now your new method of getting into focused work, shutting off your notifications, that one tip is going to save you hundreds of hours every mm -hmm. year from getting mm -hmm. distracted by a notification. And this is just one little tweak mm -hmm. that is going to have exponential effect or continuous effect 
for the rest of your life if you so choose. Mm -hmm. And so now what came of you failing was a new way of doing things that it, that is actually going to make you take your life you know, forward in a more focused direction. Mm. And so one of two things going to happen. You're going to follow through. Awesome. You get a win or you fail. And we start going into that monster. Like why, mm. what happened? And from that monster, we get wisdom, a new strategy, a new way. And then we implement that in perpetuity. So actually you succeed more because you failed for the rest of your life. Imagine handling every situation like that, what life would look like. Mm. Where failure isn't a failure, it's what NASA likes to call a learning opportunity to, yeah. fi to figure shit out. Yeah. Okay. Podcast pause. How are you on time? Uh, yo, I, this, this, is, this is great, homie. I'll go all day. Up. Okay, we're not going to go all day, but awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I literally have nothing planned after this, like no appointments planned. Okay, awesome, awesome. Because I, yeah, I wanted to be integrity and make sure that you're, if you had any obligations, that, that yeah. you're good. Okay, cool. Perfect, bro. Yeah. Loving okay, it. cool. I don't know. Like I told you, like, I don't know what the hell you were nervous about, bro. <laughs> and like I told you, if this is you nervous, like you, you need to put on your calendar nervous time. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I know? mean. That's all I need. Yeah. And, and I like, I want you to recognize that uh, nervousness is playing a role in your flow state. You know what I mean? Nervousness plays a role in my flow state. How so? Because, okay, so there was, a, there was a moment where you were like, oh, sorry, I lost presence there. Okay. That, you didn't fall off the bike. That was a wobble. But for the most part, you've been just gliding, you know? And so here's the thing, as you do more podcasts, mm -hmm. you're going to run into those moments where like you, you lose train of thought and like that, that's cool. Yeah. But the thing is, is like the nervousness may have caused the kerfuffle. Mm -hmm. if that's the word. I love that word. Kerfuffle. But, yeah. <laughs> and the nervousness has played in the part that has gone really, really well. And so all mm. that the kerfuffle was, was just an, just an energy leak. It was, it was just your, your, your engine is revving and you just hit the red line a little bit. Mm. Wow. And so the engine's like red line, Oh, settle down. Yeah. And that jolt as you're driving the car was like, Whoa, what was that? Okay. Let, let me get my eyes back on the road. And so as you continue to do repetitions of these podcasts, mm -hmm. you're going to learn how you're going to learn how, how to be nervous, just the perfect amount before a podcast. So, so you are right at that red line, but you never cross it. Just the perfect amount of nervous redlining, dude. I love your analogies. It makes me feel like so. That makes me feel a little bit more of a of a badass, <laughs> dude. I get nervous before, every time before I go live. Every time. I it's, considering what you do, I don't see how you couldn't. Like I'm still, <laughs> I'm still working my way up the whole presentation ladder. And, and I see what you do when you go on Facebook Live, when you go on these webinars, and you're conducting, you're leading, you're guiding, you're there, and you're smooth, you know your shit, and I, more than once, I kind of put myself in your place mentally, and I'm like, man, I know I have to be there someday, but I, I have no idea how I'm going to handle that. Mm. But then I do this podcast, something that I really, really, really want to do, something I really want to share with the world, to get my voice heard, to get my thoughts out to get my mission across so that to get people aware of all the things that make them human and how they and how they can be better and then it just uh like even the moment right now i lost the point in which i was trying to make but i don't care that's the the redlining happening yeah. and I'm just going to learn to be able to not call attention to that because that's just the normal part of driving a high performance sports car it, exactly, dude. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some high level shit right now that I very rarely like, Oh, give people get the secret. It's, it's certainly the, the first time, the first time I've said this on a podcast. Okay. So I want you to think of the hierarchy of creatures. Okay. The rabbit eats the grass, the wolf eats the rabbit, mm -hmm. you know, the, and, and, you know, circle life when it comes to uh, humans and monsters. When you, when a human has a monster, it sucks your life force. 
Mm. When you feel negativity, when you feel shame, it, it, it grows. And so the, the negative emotion grows. So the, the, the monster's feeding off your emotions. You have like, see emotions as like an objective unit of energy. And, and now it's got, it's got 50% of your units and then it keeps on growing. It keeps on growing. Mm. So monsters eat you for sustenance. And this is why people suffer because they don't know how to deal with that. Mm. And the way that they deal with that it is like, stop this monster from eating me. Like, ah, joy, let me, let me seek more joy, seek, seek more joy. But what we know about language and universal truth is that stop is a void. Mm. Now so we're monsters- getting, and I'm letting you continue with your point, but now we're getting into precise language. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I wanted to call back to that. Okay. Yeah. So stop is a void. And the reason stop is a void is because it violates universal truth. Everything's always moving all the time. Even solids are moving. Mm-hmm. What we know about quantum physics is uh, both an atom is both a particle and a wave. Mm-hmm. It's motion and it's matter. Everything's always moving all the time. So this mon- I want this monster to stop. Well, stop. That's a void. What do you, what do you want? Well, what I want is to feel powerful and wise mm-hmm. and capable. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what to do. Yeah. My approach is like the monsters eating me and every human has different, you know, uh, levels of energy. So one person might be a hundred units of energy. Another person's soul might be a thousand units of energy. Hmm. And from a spiritual place, I'm a, I'm a giant bear. And so when monsters come and eat and try to eat me and try to eat me, they're like, Oh, the getting's good. The getting's good. But here's the thing. I function a little bit different because I take monsters and I bring them in and I look inside of them and inside there's a nugget of gold. Turn your notifications off. (laughs) It's making you suffer. And the thing is, if you never failed at, if you never broke integrity, Mm. you would have never gotten that message. Mm. The angels aren't going to tell you that. They're just going to tell you, you're awesome. You got this. You're in flow. You can do it. (laughs) The monster, the, the monster's like, you are easily distracted. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Mm. Well, that sounds like a warning. It is. Bing. Click. You see, I told you. Now, most people go into shame. Oh my God. It's like, I did it again. I committed mm-hmm. to do this. And now that it's late and I got a call, I got to ask for that extension. I really upset this person. I'm no good. I'm never going to be loved. That's where, that's where your subconscious mm-hmm. goes. Yes. Whenever you're feeling pain, it always comes down to, I'm not going to be loved. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And so what I do is the monster is like, you are easily distracted. Bing, click. See, you are no good. And I say, huh, come here. What did you say? You are no good. Well, no is a void because I am something. So what am I? Distracted. Distracted. What do you mean by distracted? You were trying to focus. You saw something in the corner. You clicked it. And then your focus was on something that was less important. Oh, well, what if I just turn off the notification? (laughs) Click, boom. Now, all of a sudden, my creative power, my ability to create in a shorter amount of time increases because I've managed distraction. Mm. I eat monsters for sustenance. (laughs) So the more they come at me, the wiser I become. Oh man. <laughs> and and this is like when when COVID-19 hit everybody's like everyone's complaining on Facebook and ever and and, and and oh the suffering and all that and I empathize with that. Mm-hmm. But I also saw what everyone was writing. And so all that negativity I just fractaled it. And then I and then I went on precise language and I had 650 people register. And I was like, "Hey, what are your problems?" Every time I take someone through a precise language session, mm-hmm. We navigate the pain and turn it into wisdom. Mm. And you went through the pain and I got the wisdom. So now the more people dump their shit onto me, the smarter I get. So this mm. is the concept of invincibility, dude. If I win, my confidence grows because I develop a, an increased certainty that I am who I say that I am. Yes. When I fail, I, I investigate, I get curious, I get clear, I figure out the wisdom, I apply it into my machine. Now I'm more powerful, more capable, more clear, you know, uh, and, and, and more understanding of other people. So the bigger the monster, the smarter I get. And it's not because I'm special or anything. It's just because I choose to think this way. That's a hell of a way to think. <laughs> And it's 
I mean, you're kind of blowing my mind right now. You're really taking the thing that we all, that all of us humans have that little voice in, in, in the back of our heads that usually it's that self-judgment voice. It's that self-critic voice of you're this, you're that. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And instead of you being affected by it, instead of you kotoing to the beast, to the monster, you kind of snuggle up to it and you go, what'd you say? Huh? I'm what? Oh, you just gave me a valuable piece of intel about myself I didn't know before. Thanks. Punch in the face. And then you move on. I've never, ever thought of it that way. That is an amazing insight to me. Dude, here's, here's the part that I hesitate to share. Because we, we start to get deep. But dude, let's go deep. This is the Naked okay. Rain podcast. Let's go. Yeah. So we're taught, or most people are taught from their religious dogma, that it is God versus the devil. Mm. And here's the thing. What I know of God and what I know of like almost any religion's definition of God is God is everything. Mm. God is in yes. everything. By definition, if it exists, it is of God and everything exists. So everything is just an element of God. Same way that a cell is an element of your body. Mm. So if God is everything, then who created the devil? So if God created the devil, then who does the devil work for? Mm-hmm. Mm. And when you, when evil works in pain and monsters work for you, it doesn't mean that, that they're doing your evil bidding. It just means that they are deliverers of message that communicate through negativity. Your, your angels are, are doing the same thing. They just communicate through positivity, joy, love. But if you are a God, lowercase g, a little mm -hmm. tiny slice of the universe that gets permission to call itself God, a human, mm -hmm. a conscious creator. Then, then the whole system is conspiring for what you want. You've just got to use it right. And so at, at, when I sit at the table as the creator and I make decisions, monsters have a say too because they're citizens of my internal universe. And for me to try to slay them, to divorce them, to kill them, to slander them, to, to speak ill of them makes me an asshole. They're trying to bring me a message. When the doorbell rings, my dog thinks that someone's coming to kill us. And I'm like, and, and, and so what I, what I say to my dog is I'm like, it's okay, Mojo. Thanks for letting me know. Cause maybe I didn't hear the bell. Maybe mm -hmm. I was in my room. Mm -hmm. What's evil of me is shut up, shut up. Mm -hmm. Stop being so loud. No, mm -hmm. that's how dogs communicate. They bark. Mm -hmm. My dog can't be like, Hey Spence, excuse me. Excuse me. No, a dog barks. So you can't demonize a dog because it annoys you. That just makes you a bad dog owner. <laughs> and monsters bark. Monsters bite. Monsters hurt. Mm. That's just what they are. It's the nature of the beast. They are ethereal beings that don't have free will. They're mechanisms. It's the difference between an angel and a monster. And so when they deliver a message to me, I am a good king. I am, I am a, I'm a good leader. I listened to all that speak hmm. and I'm the decision maker. And so the monsters bugging me. I feel my shame. I feel my shame. I feel my shame. All right, let's address this. <laughs> and so I, I address it, clear the emotions. I say to the monster, thank you for bringing this to my attention. You may rest now. And then my monster's like, thanks for the snack. Because that's how monsters <laughs> snack. Like when you get feel negativity, they're mm. getting sustenance. Uh, and you're like, yeah, I'll allow that. Yeah, I'll give mm. you, I'll feel like shit for you. Just tell me, just give me the gold. Yeah. All right, cool. You go rest now. And then I see an image of just like my little monster going back to his room, getting under his covers, just <laughs> resting until the next time Aww. he's got to be like, yo, Spence. Yo, Spence, they're, they're trying to mess you up, man. <laughs> they're trying to mess you up. And now all of a sudden my fear response, I'm like, really? Tell me more. So like it, they, I, I remember there was, there was one time I posted this on Facebook. I said, I came here to serve evil. 
and people flipped. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you don't under, you don't understand. Like that, that just shows me, that just shows me where you're at. I'm here to serve all. Yes. That's what God does. God, God is, is a, is a divine energy that, that is working together in this polarizing experience to, to, um, find a single harmony in the midst of polarity. It all, it, it all is God. And, and as the creator, it's your job to be the conductor of that symphony of light and darkness. Mm. Without darkness, there is no contrast. Without contrast, there's no detail. Without detail and contrast, there is no art. It's just white noise or silence. Spencer, that is beautiful. That is really beautiful. And you really just spoke to me. I, I resonate with everything that you just said just now. The podcast and my community group, my community group page is called Discover Your Light. And even though it's about discovering your light, even though it's about shining in the world, being that shining beacon in the rainstorm that we call life, I've gotten a little bit of pushback from just a, just a few people in my circle because they automatically assume, oh, okay, so you're this kind of like woo-woo, like light angel driving person, you know, positivity to the obnoxious level. And I have to clarify and say, no, no, I'm not. Because being human, it's not just the light that we have within us. Being human is also about accepting and working with and loving harmony and balance the darkness within you that we all have. It's very important. The problem that I've experienced in my life for me personally and that I've seen everywhere that I go is that far too many people are unbalanced. They don't know how to balance their light and their, and their dark. And so they're lost in that darkness. They don't even know that they are capable of shining a light within their soul. They don't even know what that means. And so they see the, quote, light workers, the, quote, positive people as the them, that there's that separation between the light workers and the, the people who are in the dark people and the people who are into all of these. The dark arts. We the dark produce. arts. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The dark. Ex right. But. That's absolutely not a judgment. And some people, they're just really in the dark. Because mm -hmm. those people who are in the dark arts and, the, and I hang out with these people all the time in my karaoke circle. They want to get me into some uh, BDSM clubs and stuff like that. Like these are some, some kinky, really cool people. And they're into this stuff that the mainstream would consider dark. But when I hang with these people and I feel their energy, these people are glowing yeah. with light and they don't even know it and mm -hmm. i'm afraid to tell them because if i tell them that they're, and they're gonna be like whoa no i'm not into, into that but yeah that's part of my platform and part of the clarification that i want to share with everybody and that it's really important that we look at our darkness okay don't just live in it and don't try to run away from it look at it be with it accept it love it know that it's a part of you and that it serves you. It serves a role in your life to push you forward. And as you put it, the way that you, the lens that you look at, at the world and how everything operates for you, how your darkness manifests as monsters that give you intel about how you can be more successful. What? That's, that's a game changer for me. That's very mind blowing. And I, I just wanted to share that with you of, how special and rare that is. I don't come across too many individuals who, who see the balance. It's mm -hmm. either dark, 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 or no, light, light, light. Mm -hmm. And part of being human, it's, it's the both. It's the yin and the yang, yeah. the light and the dark, and the beautiful contrast in between. Dude. And the thing is, man, like after everything's all said and done, and you transition into the next life, here... All that's left is the story that you told. And the way that you tell that story from a spiritual standpoint mm. is the way that you navigate through the light and the darkness in your life. 
that becomes your art, that becomes your thumbprint, that becomes your legacy. And so I'm less interested in showing people how to be successful, although I'm super interested in that, Mm. but a higher priority for me is showing people how to dance that line Mm -hmm. in a way that, that is like, oh, that's magnificent. That's better than anything I've ever seen. That's unlike anything I've ever seen. Mm. Something of note, something of matter. Yeah. Whatever it is that you choose. When you run your machine, everything from your spirituality to your relationships, to the way you treat your body, to the way you feed your body, when your machine is operating super clean, then all of your energy goes towards writing that story rather than fixing the vehicle. Hmm. See, here's, here's the problem with the secret and, um, and with the law of attraction. When it comes to manifesting, they, the law of attraction teaches you how to drive the vehicle. But there's a lot of things that can go wrong owning a vehicle. Mm-hmm. What I show people in addition to driving the vehicle is how to be the mechanic. Mm. How to find the or how to use the tools and find the resources in order to manage it when it breaks down, and then soup it up. Mm. And so and and there, there's just so many pieces missing from it. And that's why that's why like I don't demonize accountability coaches. I don't demonize you know uh, lifestyle life coaches or mindset coaches or or, or the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. I, I love all of that. I also love tarot readings. I also like project management systems. I also, you know, so it's like, it's like everything, everything has its place, mm-hmm. but to give your, yourself the best shot at creating a story that matches your intention, you best know how to run that machine, your relationship to time, your relationship to language, your relationship to relationships, yeah, your relationship to expectation, your relationship to integrity, the relationship to your, your emotions, your higher self your inner self, Mm. you got that, man. Like you at least put yourself in the best shot to leave a pretty significant mark with your story. Damn. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful way to end this. I mean, all right. I have to ask the question. Um, I really want to leave it there and I'm the host I can say, but (laughs) however, from our conversation here with you and me, for my listener, if there's one thing, I suspect that that might have been it, but in case I'm wrong, if there's one thing that they can take away from this whole conversation that we've had, what would that thing be? If you want to have the outcome be as precise as the intention, then you need to pay attention to the details because to create something that, is, that was exactly the way that you wanted it to be requires mastery. And mastery is in direct proportion to the level of detail that you deem to be significant. Moments matter. Thoughts matter. A single word matters. Clicks matter. Pixels matter. And when you can sensitize yourself to your own experience and your own integrity to the highest level of detail, and you've got a clear North Star and plan on how to get there, then the only game you need to play is asking yourself, are my thoughts, my commitments, and my actions all the same thing? If the answer is yes, it is only a matter of time before you get there. Awesome. 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 I couldn't agree more. Spencer, thank you very much for joining me on my still very new podcast. You've been an amazing guest. Um, I don't know why I was so nervous either. How can my community get a hold of you and connect with you to learn more? Yeah, you can go to our Facebook group called Flow State for Entrepreneurs. In this uh, Facebook group, it essentially is a full-blown program. Like, it, the, like in there, I show you the workflow system. I show you precise language. I show you identity imprinting. You're able to get support through the website. I do two lives. Uh, I, do, I do a precise language live the first Wednesday of every month. I do a workflow workshop and the third Wednesday of the month. So we're constantly um, trying to produce as much um, opportunity to um, you know, guide and support and listen to our community. So that's the best way to get involved. 
and and on there you can see our uh, flow state you know our flow state program or like the overview of it and the overview of our level up program which is which is our group and uh and just get get connected that way all right perfect and i'll make sure that all those links are in the show notes for everyone to see spencer thank you so much my friend and until next time we gotta i gotta have you back on and we gotta talk about we gotta talk about intention we gotta talk about searching for that purpose and a couple of things that we can do to get aligned to that we get to be continued my friend oh yeah dude have me like i'm down i'm down anytime man this was great and and i uh and going farther down the rabbit hole with some of those topics that you uh just brought up excites me because mm. i like my, my brain's already spinning <laughs> <laughs> awesome and just like that we're done today man time went by so fast it's always amazing to hang out with you, and this is my personal way of serving you. So I appreciate the opportunity to spend some time with you, and thank you for allowing me to share my heart. It means a lot to me. Thank you very much to Spencer Burnett for being my guest today, creator of Flow State. All of the links to Spencer and his life-changing program are in the show notes below. You'll find Naked Rain Experience Connections down in the show notes as well, with links to our Facebook page, our private Facebook community group. I invite you to connect with me. So what did you take away from our show today? What are some of your monsters? What have they been trying to tell you? Share with me what's going on in your world. Let's get to know your monsters and have them reveal their deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> We're on Instagram at Naked Rain Experience, my personal Instagram at Stan the Old Fashioned Man. Come and say hello to me. Email Stan at NakedRainExperience.com. And if that's a lot, just mosey on over to NakedRainExperience.com. All the links for everything everywhere could, of course, be found there. All right, my amazing human, have a fantastic and safe week ahead. If I don't see you in our Facebook group, I will definitely see you next Monday. This podcast is recorded and produced by Rain Soundworks. And as we part, please remember this always. You are lovable. You are loved. You are enough. Exactly as you are. Right now. Light your divine candle. Raise it up high. You deserve to be celebrated. Lead others through the storm to paradise beyond the horizon. Simply by being you. Leave a light for the world to follow. Be extraordinary. Shine on, my beloved friend. Mm -hmm.